Hello and welcome to The Climate Clinic, a podcast brought to you by the Global Consortium on Climate and Health Education. My name is Adesh Sundarayson and I'm a doctor from University College London. In this series, Be the Expert, I'll be joined weekly by my co-host, Dr. Mark Futenik, an emergency physician from Los Angeles. Each week, Mark and I will bring you the latest headlines from climate and health research from the leading evidence-based journals from around the world. Tune in to learn about the health implications of climate change, how this is affecting us today, and what needs to be done. By the end of it, you'll know all you need to know in order to be the expert. Over the last 130-odd years, the range of the Anopheles mosquito, which transmits malaria, has moved further southwards and higher up in altitude as well, something which we've already been suspecting due to the changing nature of malaria transmission patterns geographically in Africa. That is just a taste of what we have coming up in today's episode for you. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Expert. I'm Mark Futernick, an emergency physician in Los Angeles. And I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Adesh Sundarayson, a doctor from University College London. Adesh, my guess is you haven't been in London lately. Spot on, Mark. I've been in sunny India for the last month and will continue to be here until the back end of March now. I can feel the nights getting warmer. I've never been here at this time of year. So all in all, it's been fairly tolerable. A really interesting thing, we've talked so much in the previous episodes of Be the Expert about the urban environment, urban air pollution, heat island effect. And I've seen some real changes to the way Chennai, is at which the city I'm staying in, is running. There's a metro that's being built extensively pretty much everywhere across the city to reduce the vehicles on the road and the air pollution. And although right now it's inconvenient, it's at the height of construction, which worsens the rush hour traffic jams, um, I think it's a really positive step forwards for what is the fourth biggest city, if I'm not mistaken, in India in terms of population. I also did some travel through some rural parts of the state in South India to see how people live. It's so much greener. People also looked healthier and happier in the small towns. So just just some food for thought there, seeing as everyone's moving to urban metropolis environments to live in now. Those are great observations. I, I certainly think we'd be a lot happier in Los Angeles if we had a fully built out metro system to avoid the traffic. Um, but it makes a lot of sense to pay attention to how people are feeling and, and living their best lives, because the truth is we are really rapidly urbanizing, as we've talked about in this show. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's not the best plan for us. And maybe we need to be thinking about other ways to build up um, our smaller towns and, and having people live out in the country where it's green and healthier. So today we have further confirmation of a headline we already knew was coming, that the territory of the Anopheles mosquito, the species that transmits malaria, has shifted over the past century, which could potentially be due to climate change. And though there's been some debate around this, um, studying it objectively is the way to try to answer these questions. So this paper is titled, Rapid Range Shifts in African Anopheles Mosquitoes Over the Last Century. And they really do conquer the last century. And this was published in January 2023 in the Royal Society Publishing under, quote, biology letters, end quote, and was authored by Colin Carlson, Ellen Bannon, Emily Mendenhall, 
Timothy Newfield, and Shweta Bansal. Adesh, why was this paper significant? Well, Mark, let's just touch quickly on the health implications of malaria for our global population. Malaria is a life-threatening disease caused by parasites that are transmitted to people through the bites of the infected female Anopheles mosquitoes. It is definitely preventable and curable too. And just for reference, in 2021, almost 200, there were almost 250 million cases of malaria worldwide. So there's been a huge amount of progress, but still a huge number of cases recorded worldwide. And the estimated number of deaths from malaria in 2021 was still over 600,000. So not um, nominal at all. And the WHO African region carries a disproportionately high share of the global burden for malaria. So in 2021, the same year as the facts that I've just given you, the region, the African region was home to 95% of global malaria cases and 96% of malaria deaths. And by the way, children under five accounted for 80% of all malaria deaths in Africa. So some powerful facts there for you. So the IPCC have reported with high confidence that the prevalence of vector-borne diseases in general has increased in recent decades, and that the prevalence or rates of malaria, dengue, Lyme disease, and West Nile virus are expected to further increase during the next 80 to 100 years if measures are not going to be taken to adapt and strengthen our vector control strategies. There's also been this long-standing assumption that mosquito ranges are pretty static over time periods of decades or even centuries. So they, they don't really move around these vectors um, too much. That's been the long-standing view. And given that there's also been a bit of debate as to where climate change is the primary driver to changes of these vector ranges, um, that's why papers like this, where authors lose really large comprehensive data sets to demonstrate trends, add weight to the evidence and the argument that climate change is really driving changes to these vector distributions. So malaria is still a really significant killer globally. And many other vector-borne diseases like dengue and Zika and chikungunya have been expanding into new latitudes and elevations in recent, recent years. Um, I've experienced this locally here in Southern California. When I started my career, West Nile virus was essentially new to the area, although it's now endemic. And West Nile virus causes encephalomeningitis or brain infection, and it really has no proven treatment. And then about the middle of my career, chikungunya showed up locally, which was previously only endemic in Central America. And this virus causes debilitating acute arthritis. And now we can just recognize patients who have this virus in the ER in LA. So some of these expansions have been facilitated by parallel global invasions of Aedes aegypti and Aedes albopictus, which are um, other mosquitoes, which have spread an estimated 250 and 150 kilometers per year, respectively, in terms of their range. And climate change will likely induce their spread to continue over the coming century, although possibly at a slower pace. But the authors remind us that we don't know as much about the impacts of climate change on the Anopheles mosquito, which is the malaria vector. And of course, this is the reason they wanted to study it. And so the authors state that prior to their paper, no studies have examined whether range shifts are already underway in these species. So Adesh, how about if you sum up what the authors did here? How did they look at this? So Mark, they looked at well over 100 years worth of long-term survey data 
stretching way back from 1896 to the 2016, the most recent. And these bits of data were from various malaria eradication programs in Africa, as well as other data collected by researchers over the years. And it looked at, overall, the data looked at 22 different species of of Anopheles mosquitoes and their ranges. And at these various sampling sites across Africa, uh, the average duration of sampling at a single site was eight and a half years. So that was between the first and last presence record or, or, or the detection of malaria at that, ver- at that specific site. So then what they did was they matched all this hundred years worth of species data for the Anopheles mosquito with elevation data. And this is basically data um, that tells us how the maximal or highest altitude that the specific Anopheles species was found at, and the southernmost record. So how far south did that specific Anoph- was that a specific Anopheles species found? Um, and they did this for each year of sampling um, from 1896 to 2016. So they said, how far does each species get southwards and how high um, at various points around Africa do these species get? And what did they find, Mark? So based on their analysis, the Anopheles mosquito looks to be moving higher in elevation and further southwards. And they estimated about 4.7 kilometers further south each year and about six and a half meters of altitude gain again each year. And the majority of the species exhibiting both of these trends. So they found clear evidence that this species has undergone rapid range shifts over the 20th century challenging the long-standing assumption in historical epidemiology that mosquito ranges are mostly stationary over decades and centuries. The authors conclude that their findings were consistent with expectations for the direction and the pace of climate-linked range changes. And a really interesting point to me was that they also mention is that Previous studies have only really looked at what climate change might do to the malaria-causing agent itself, which is Plasmodium falciparum, a parasite, rather than the vector carrier. And because of these studies, we know what happens to the parasite as different temperatures, and that has formed the basis of predictions of malaria spreading into the highlands of East Africa and further expansion southwards. So this leads to a really complex interaction between the increasing range of Anopheles mosquitoes into the cooler areas and Plasmodium's susceptibility to warmer temps, which is also driving it into those cooler areas. And so we would expect these two factors to combine to amplify the geographic change of the actual disease incidence. So this study was in effect retrospective and can only really confirm correlation, Mark. And if climate change has indeed allowed this Anopheles mosquito to invade uh, cooler areas that were once protected by this temperature drop, this might help explain the observed changes we've seen in the altitudinal limits of malaria transmission. But what we really need now going forwards, which the authors also highlighted, is a study or studies that confirm causality. And these, you know, we also, as well as these, as well as these causality confirming studies are going to require modeling studies that test the power of climate change on the range of the vector, the Anopheles mosquito, um, which helps account for sampling bias as well. Adesh, I just want to touch on the impact of these geographic ranges of disease. 
And it may not seem like a big deal to people, you know, so a disease moves from one area to another. But what happens is that the medical teams are not familiar with those diseases in those new areas. And that can cause delay to diagnosis or even inability to diagnose. And I can think of two personal situations where I knew people who were quite ill, but they had picked up infections in faraway areas. And people didn't think to search for those other infections. And things got quite serious by the time someone picked it up. And in fact, one of them was picked up by a layman who was visiting from that other area because they recognized the symptoms. And, and that's exactly how it works. Sometimes I work in the Central Valley of California where valley fever is very common. And so when people come in with simple stuff like a cough, it's in your differential. But if someone from that area was in a completely different area, they wouldn't even think of that infection. And they might be trying this antibiotic and another treatment, and they just really don't know what's going on. And so that can happen when diseases change geography. And that's what makes these changes that are related to climate change so important to human health. So the headline findings from this study for all of you guys that are listening, this specific paper published in the Royal Society Publishing last month found that over the last 130 odd years, the range of the Anopheles mosquito, which transmits malaria, has moved further southwards and higher up in altitude as well, something which we've already been suspecting due to the changing nature of malaria transmission patterns geographically in Africa. Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Be The Expert, and we look forward to seeing you back in soon. You can find links to the paper in the podcast description. You've been listening to Be The Expert, a podcast brought to you by the Climate Clinic from the Global Consortium on Climate and Health Education. 